Heavenly Father, we thank you today for today's reading, Lord, May 19th. We pray that your presence will be with us here, Lord. Please cleanse us, fix us up, Lord God. Make us like you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for your abiding presence, Lord. We give ourselves up to you, Lord. Let your glory, your honor, and we thank you for today, Lord. We just give you praise and thanksgiving for this day. 1 Samuel 24, 1, please bless the reading. Open our hearts and our minds to hear what you say, Lord, today, this day. Amen. 1 Samuel 24, verse 1. After Saul returned from fighting the Philistines, he was told that David had gone into the wilderness of En Gedi. So Saul chose 3,000 elite troops from all of Israel and went to search for David and his men near the rocks of the wild goats. At that place where the road passes some sheepfold, Saul went into a cave to relieve himself. But as it happened, David and his men were hiding farther back in that cave. Now's your opportunity, David's men whispered to him. Today the Lord is telling you, I will certainly put your enemy into your power to do with as you wish. So David crept crept forward and cut off a piece of the hem of Saul's robe. Is this my water be? Oh. But then David conscience began bothering him because he had cut off Saul's robe. The Lord knows I wouldn't have done that to my Lord the king. He said to his men The Lord forbid that I should do this to my Lord, the King, and attack the Lord's anointed one. For the Lord himself has chosen him. So David restrained his men and did not let them kill Saul. After Saul had left the cave and gone on his way, David came out and shouted after him, My Lord, the King, And when Saul looked around, David bowed low before him. Then he shouted to Saul, Why do you listen to the people who say I am trying to harm you? This very day you can see with your own eyes it isn't true. For the Lord placed you at my mercy back there in the cave. Some of my men came, told me to kill you, but I spared you. For I said I will never harm the king. He is the Lord's anointed one. Look, my father, at what I have in my hand. It is a piece of the hem of your robe. I cut it off, but I didn't kill you. This proves that I'm not trying to harm you and that I have not sinned against you, even though you have been hunting for me to kill me. May the Lord judge between us. Perhaps the Lord will punish you for what you are trying to do to me, but I will never harm you. As the old proverb says, from evil people come evil deeds, so you can be sure I will not never harm you. Who is the king of Israel trying to catch anyway? Should he spend his time chasing one who is worthless as a dead dog or a single flea? May the Lord therefore judge which of us is right and punish the guilty one. He is my advocate and he will rescue me from your power. Wow. When David had finished speaking, Saul called back, Is that really you, my son David? 
Then he began to cry, and he said to David, You are a better man than I am, for you have repaid me good for evil. Yes, you have been amazingly kind to me today. For when the Lord put me in a place where you could have killed me, you didn't do it. Who else would let his enemy get away when he had him in his power? May the Lord reward you well for the kindness you have shown me today. And now I realize that you are surely going to be king and that the kingdom of Israel will flourish under your rule. Now I swear to me by the Lord that when that happens, you will not kill my family and destroy my line of descendants. So David promised this to Saul with an oath. Then Saul went home, but David and his men went back to their stronghold. Now Samuel died and all of Israel gathered for his funeral. They buried him at his house in Ramah. When David moved down to the wilderness of Moab, there was a wealthy man from Moab who owned property near the town of Carmel. He had 3,000 sheep, 1,000 goats, and it was sheep shearing time. This man's name was Nabah, and his wife, Abigail, was a sensible and beautiful woman. But Nabah, a descendant of Caleb, was crude and mean in all his dealings. When David heard that Nabah was shearing his sheep, he sent ten of his young men to Carmel with this message for Nabal. <clears throat> Peace and prosperity to you, your family, and everything you own. I am told that if it is sheep shearing time, while your shepherds stayed among us near Carmel, we never harmed them and nothing was ever stolen from them. Ask your own men and they will tell you this is true. So would you be kind to us since we have come at a time of celebration. Please share any provisions you might have on hand with us and with your friend, David. David's young man gave this message to Abal in David's name, and they waited for a reply. Who is this fellow David? Nabal sneered to the young man. Who does this son of Jesse think he is? There are a lot of servants these days who run away from their masters. Should I take my bread and my water and my meat that I slaughter from my shears and give it to a band of outlaws who come from who knows where? So David's young man returned and told him what Nabal had said. Get your swords, was David's reply, as he's trapped on his own. Then 400 men started off with David and 200 remained behind to guard their equipment. Meanwhile, one of Nabal's servants went to Abigail and told her, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, but he screamed insult, insults at them. These men have been very good to us, and we never suffered any harm from them. Nothing was stolen from us, and the whole time they were with us. In fact, day and night, they were like a wall of protection to us and the sheep. You need to know this and figure out what to do, for there is going to be trouble for our master and his whole family. So he's so ill-tempered that no one can even talk to him. Abigail wasted no time. She quickly gathered 200 loaves of bread, two wineskins full of wine, five sheep that had been slaughtered, nearly a bushel of roasted grain, a hundred clusters of raisins, and 200 fig cakes. 
She packed them on a donkey, on donkeys, and said to her servants, Go on ahead, I will follow you shortly. But she didn't tell her husband, Nabal, what she was doing. As she was riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, she saw David and his men coming toward her. David had just been saying, A lot of good it did for us to help this fellow. We protected his flock in the wilderness, and nothing he owns was lost or stolen. But he has repaid me evil for good. May God strike me and kill me if, if even one man of his household is still alive tomorrow morning. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed low before him. She fell at his feet and said, I accept all blame in this matter, my lord. Please listen to what I have to say. I know Nabal is a wicked and ill-tempered man. Please don't pay any attention to him. He is a fool, just as his name suggests, but I never even saw the young man you sent. Now, my lord, as surely as the lord lives, ask and you yourself live, since the Lord has kept you from murdering and taking the vengeance into your own hands. Let all your enemies and those who try to harm you be as cursed as Nabal is. And here is a present that I, your servant, and have brought to you and your young men. Please forgive me if I have offended you in any way. The Lord will surely reward you with a lasting dynasty. For you are fighting the Lord's battles, and you have not done wrong throughout your entire life. Even when you are chased by those who seek to kill you, your life is safe in the care of the Lord your God, secure in his treasure pouch. But the lives of your enemies will disappear like stones shot from a sling. When the Lord has done all he promised and has made you leader of Israel, don't let this be a blemish on your record. Then your conscience won't have to be bear the staggering burden of needless bloodshed and vengeance. And when the Lord has done these great things for you, please remember me, your servant. David replied to Abigail, Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you to meet me today. Thank God for your good senses. Bless you for keeping me from murder and from carrying out vengeance with my own hands. For I swear by the Lord, the God of Israel, who has kept me from hurting you, that if you had not hurried out to meet me, no one of Nabal's men would still be alive tomorrow morning. Then David accepted her present and told her, Return home in peace. I have heard what you said. We will not kill your husband. When Abigail arrived home, she found that Nabal, <clears throat> Nabal was throwing a big party and was celebrating like a king. He was very drunk, so she didn't tell him anything about her meeting with David until the next dawn, the next day. In the morning, when Nabal was sober, his wife told him what had happened. As a result, he had a stroke, and he lay paralyzed on his bed like a stone. About ten later days later, the Lord struck him, and he died. <clears throat> when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Praise the Lord, who has avenged the insults I received from Nabal, and has kept me from doing it myself. Nabal had received the punishment of his sins. Then David sent messengers to Abigail to ask her to become his wife. When the messengers arrived at Carmel, they told Abigail, David has sent us to take you back to Miriam. <clears throat> she bowed low to the ground 
and responded, I, your servant, will be happy to marry David. I would even be willing to become a slave, washing the feet of his servants. Quickly getting ready, she took along five of her servant girls in attendance, mounted her donkey, and went with David's messengers. And so she became his wife. David also married Ahinoam from Jezreel, making both of them his wives. Saul, meanwhile, had given his daughter Michal, David's wife, to a man from Galim named Palti, son of Laish. Okay, let's talk about a little bit. What do we get? What revelations we get or insights? What's interesting? You got anything, Anna? Uh, yeah, I think from, I think it's 20, 24, 29, I think, where it says, even when you're chased by those, even when you're chased by those who seek to kill you, your life is safe in the care of the of the Lord your God. Secure in his, so kind of Abigail just starts encouraging him there, almost giving him a word. Secure in his treasure pouch. Yeah, you're, you're secure, uh, but the lives of your enemies will disappear like the stones shot from a sling. I mean, she's giving him like a prophecy almost. Yeah? Yeah, you know, they were extremely smart and knew the times of what's happening all around the... Uh, the, the nation, the country, you know. And he says, um, David replied to Abigail, Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you to meet me today. Thank God for your good sense. Bless you for keeping me from murder and for uh, carrying out vengeance with my own hands. Amen. So vengeance is so important. We don't think that God has, you know, does vengeance, but he's ever so merciful. And yet, ever, you know, he pronounces vengeance on people. But, he, you know, it takes a lot for him, for a person to do wrong, for him to come down on them. Yeah, but I can even see, like, if somebody was reading this and they didn't know the New Testament, they would say, oh, well, God punishes me for my sin. Like, I get, you know, like, they can expect punishment from something they did. Uh-huh. So... Well, if you don't repent, this guy was not about repenting yeah, at all. Interesting that he was Caleb's descendant, huh? Yeah. So he had pumped, had had land from Canaan's Caleb. He was Caleb's descendant. Did you see that? Uh huh. Yeah. You're gonna need Vicks. Okay, let's go ahead and read John. Go ahead. Would you like to read it? Sure. John 10, 22 to 42. Yeah. It was now winter, and Jesus was in Jerusalem at the time of Hanukkah, the festival of dedication. He was in the temple, walking through the section known as Solomon's Colonnade. The people surrounded him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus replied, I have already told you, and you don't believe me. The proof is in the work I do in my Father's name. But you don't believe me because you're not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice, and, know, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. 
for, uh, for my Father has given them to me, and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. Once again, the people picked up the stones to kill him. Jesus said, At my Father's discretion I have done many good works. For which one are you going to stone me? They replied, We're stoning you not for any good work, but for blasphemy. You're, you, a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus replied, It is written in your own scriptures that God said to certain leaders of the people, I say you are God's. And you know that the scriptures cannot be altered. So if those people who received God's message were called gods, why do you call it blasphemy when I say I am the Son of God? After all, the Father set me apart and sent me into the world. Don't believe me unless I carry out my Father's work. But if I do his work, believe in the evidence of the miraculous works I have done. Even if you don't believe me, Then you will know and understand that the Father is in me and I'm in the Father. Once again, they tried to arrest him, but he got away and left them. He went beyond to the Jordan River near the place where John was first baptizing and stayed there a while, and many followed him. John didn't perform miraculous signs. They remarked to one another, but everything he said about this man has come true, and many who were there believed in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, let's see. Um, I really enjoy what he keeps telling them. I have already told you in verse 25, and you don't believe me. The proof, again, is the work I do in my Father's name. There it is. When we pray, we ask the Father in Jesus' name that Jesus, that Jesus please do the work. You know, to heal people. Mm -hmm. But you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them from me. For my Father has given them to me. And he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. So there you go again. That salvation is secure. Mm -hmm. It's yes. permanent. Not even, you know, when us, we mess up our salvation, the Holy Spirit is still there. Um, and, it's, and it's neat when Jesus says, Jesus rocks. He says, it is written in your own scriptures, 34, that God said to certain leaders of the people, I said, you are God's. And you know that the scripture cannot be altered. So if those people who received God's message were called God's, why do you call it a blasphemy when I say I am the Son of God? After all, the Father set me apart and sent me into the world. Don't believe me unless I carry out my Father's work. But if I do His work, and then He, he, he says, believe in the evidence of the miraculous works I have done and if you don't believe me then you will know and understand and if you don't believe me then you will know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father he says don't believe me but believe the works and because of the works the miraculous works 
you're going to understand and you're going to believe that I, that that the Father is in me, the the one that does the works, and I am in the Father. It's beautiful. It's in uh, Psalms 82.6 where God calls the Israelites rulers and judges gods. If God called the Israelite leaders gods because they were agents of God's revelation and will, how could it be blasphemy for Jesus to call himself the Son of God? Like the Jewish leaders, we must carefully consider all that God has said through his word. It's important that we listen to everything God has said. Reading through the whole Bible is a great way to do this. There are many valuable passages throughout the Bible that we may find God speaking to us from places we never expected. That's from today's study. Anything? Just you covered it all. It's pretty clear. It says right there, It was now winter time, and Jesus was in Jerusalem at the time of the Hanukkah. The festival of dedication. He was in the temple walking to the section on his Solomon's colonnade. You know, one thing is interesting that people were saying, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. So he kept telling I'm telling you, but I, you don't believe me. But I mean, he's not like saying, You know, he says, I'm in the Father, the Father's in me. Father gave my sheep to me he's powerful he just keeps revealing the father the father the father you know they just it goes over their heads amen because they've seen the works they were seeing the works it wasn't like they hadn't seen the works okay pray the psalms we began with prayer with the psalms continue today with every breath remember that God bends down to listen to us so here we go. We're going to pray the Psalms. Psalm 116, 1 through 19. I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Death wrapped his ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. Then I called in the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, save me. How kind the Lord is, how good he is, so merciful, this God of ours. The Lord protects those of childlike faith. There it is. The Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death, and he saved me. Let my soul be at rest again, for the Lord has been good to me. He has saved me from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling. And so I walk in the Lord's presence as I live here on earth. I believe in you, so I said, I am deeply troubled, Lord. In my anxiety, I cried out to you. These people are all liars. What can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving me. I will keep my promise to the Lord in the presence of all his people. The Lord cares deeply when his loved ones dies oh lord i am your servant yes i am your servant born into your household you have freed me from my chains i will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the lord 
I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the house of the Lord, in the heart of Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Psalms 15, 20-21 Sensible children bring joy to their father. Foolish children despise their mother. Foolishness brings joy to those with no sense. A sensible person stays on the right path. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord God, that you created us in your image to do your will, Lord. We thank you for today's leading. We thank you for your love. And thank you for encouraging us in all things. And Lord, we say yes and amen. We honor you, Lord. We say yes and amen. And we glorify you. And we say yes and amen. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, and We celebrate our lives, Lord. Hallelujah. Proverbs 19. Better to be poor and honest than a rich person that no one can trust. Message Bible. Ignorant seal is worthless. Haste makes waste. People ruin their lives by their own stupidity, so why does God always get blamed? Wealth attracts friends as honey draws flies. But poor people are avoided like a plague. Perjury won't go unpunished. Would you let a liar go free? Lots of people flock around a generous person. Everyone's a friend to the philanthropist. When you're down on your luck, even your family avoids you. Yes, even your best friends wish you'd get lost. If they see you coming, they look the other way. Out of sight, out of mind. Grow a wise heart. You'll do yourself a favor. Keep a clear head. You'll find a good life. The person who tells lies gets caught. The person who spreads rumors is ruined. Blockheads shouldn't live on easy street any more than workers should give orders to their boss. Smart people know how to hold their tongue. Their grandeur is to forgive and forget. Mean-tempered leaders are like mad dogs. The good nature are like fresh mowing dew. A parent is warned to a frazzle by a stupid child. A nagging spouse is a leaky faucet. Houses and land are handed down from parents, but a congenial spouse comes straight from God. Life collapses on locusts. Houses and lands are handed down from parents, but a congenial spouse comes straight from God. Life collapses on loafers. Lazy bones go hungry. Keep the rules and keep your life. Careless living kills. Mercy to the needy is a loan to God. And God pays back those loans in full. Hallelujah. Discipline your children while you still have the chance. Indulging them destroys them. Let angry people endure the backlash of their own anger. If you try to make it better, you only make it worse. Take good counsel and accept correction. That's the way to live wisely and well. We humans keep brainstorming options and plans, but God's purpose prevails. It's only human to want to make a buck, but it is better to be poor than a liar. Fear of God is life itself, a full life and serene, no nasty surprises. Some people dig a fork into the pie, but are too lazy to raise it to their mouth. 
Punish the insolent, make an example of them. Who knows, somebody might learn a good lesson. Kids who lash out against their parents are an embarrassment and disgrace. If you quit listening to your child and strike off on your own, you'll soon be out of your depth. Depth. You'll soon be out of your depth. An unprincipled witness decreates justice. The mouth of the wicked spews ballast. The irreverent have to learn reverence the hard way. Only a slap in the face brings fools to attention. Amen. Now I'm going to read it in the easy to read version. Same thing. Proverbs 19. It is better to be poor and honest than to be a liar and a fool. Being excited about something is not enough. You must also know what you are doing. Don't rush into something you might do it wrong. People ruin their lives with the foolish things they do, and then they blame it on the Lord for it. Wealth will bring you many friends, but become poor and your friends will leave you. A witness who lies will be punished that a liar will not escape. Many people are nice to a generous person. Everyone wants to be a friend of someone who gives gifts. If you are poor, your family will turn against you and your friends will avoid you even more. You might beg them for help, but no one will come to help you. Be a friend to yourself. Do all you can to be wise. Try hard to understand and you will be rewarded. Be a friend to yourself. Do all you can to be wise. Try hard to understand and you will be rewarded. A witness who lies will be punished. The liar will be destroyed. A fool should not be rich and a slave should not rule over princes. Experience makes you more patient and you are most patient when you ignore insults. The shouts of an angry king are like a roaring lion, but his kind words are like a gentle rainfall softly on the grass. A foolish son brings a flood of troubles to his father, and a complaining wife is like a costing dripping of water. People receive houses and money from their parents, but a good wife is a gift from the Lord. Amen to that, brother. Hallelujah. Laziness brings on sleep, and an appetite for rest brings on hunger. Obey the law and live. Ignore it and die. Giving help to the poor is like loaning money to the Lord. He will pay you back for your kindness. Amen. Discipline your children while there's still hope. Avoiding it can be deadly. Amen. People who are quick to become angry must pay the price. Protect them from punishment and they become worse. Listen to advice and accept discipline. Then you too will become wise. People m might make many plans, but what the Lord says is what will happen. People might make plans but what the Lord says is what that will happen yes please people want a friend they can trust it is better to be poor than to be liar respect the Lord and you'll have a good life one that is satisfied and free from trouble Woo! respect the Lord and you will have a good life one that is satisfying and is free of trouble some people are too lazy to take care of themselves and they will not even lift the food to the plate to their mouth. Punish a rude, aggravating person 
and even slow learners will become wise. But just a little correction is enough to teach a person who has understanding. Punish a rude, arrogant person, and even slow learners will become wiser. But just a little correction is enough to, to teach a person who has understanding. Those who would steal from their father and chase away their mother are disgusting, shameful people. My son, if you stop listening to instructions, you will keep making stupid mistakes. Using a criminal as a witness makes a joke of justice. People like that only want to do wrong. People who show no respect for anything must be brought to justice. You must punish such fools. Amen. Okay, now we're going to read Proverbs 19. I'm thinking in the, uh, well, New King James Version, huh? King James says, Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Also, it is not good for a soul to be without knowledge and the sins, and he sins who hasten with his feet. <clears throat> the foolishness of man twists his way, and his heart frets against the Lord. Wealth makes many friends, but the poor are separated from his friend. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will not escape. Many entreat the favor of the nobility, and every man is a friend to the one who gives gifts. <clears throat> All the brothers of the poor hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He may pursue them with words, yet they abandon him. He who gives wisdom loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding will find good. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies shall perish. Luxury is not fitting for a fool, much less for a servant, to rule over a princess. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. The king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion, but his favor is like the dew on the grass. A foolish son is the ruin of his father, and the contentions of a wife are continual dripping. Houses and riches are inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Amen. Laziness casts one into deep sleep, and another person will suffer hunger. He who keeps a commandment keeps his soul, but he who is careless of his ways will die. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what he has given. Chasten your son while there is hope, and do not set your heart on his destruction. A man of great wrath will suffer punishment, for if you rescue him, you will have to do it again. Listen to counsel and receive instructions, that you may be wise in your better days. There are many plans in a man's heart, nevertheless the Lord's counsel that will stand. What is desire in a man is kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. A lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and will not so much as bring it to his mouth. Again, strike a scoffer, and the simple will become weary. 
Rebuke one who has understanding, and he will discern knowledge. <clears throat> he who mistreats his father and chases away his mother is the son who causes shame and brings reproach. Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. A disruptible witness scorns justice, and the mouth of the wicked devours iniquity. Judgments are prepared for scoffers and beatings for the back of fools. Psalms 19. <coughs> Psalms 19. Today, the 19th, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run his race. Its rising is from one end of the earth to the other. Its rising is from one end of heaven to the other. And there is nothing hidden from his heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yeah, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from my secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless, and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Psalms 49. Hear this, all people. Give ear, O inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will disclose my dark sayings on the heart. Why should I fear in the days of evil, when the iniquity of my heels surround me? Those who trust in their wealth and boast in the multitude of their riches, 
None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their souls is costly, and it shall cease forever. That he should continue to live eternally, and not see the pit. For he sees wise men die, likewise the fool and the senseless person perish, and they leave their wealth to others. Their inner thought is that their houses will last forever, their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man, though in honor, does not remain. He is like a beast that perishes. This is the way of those who are foolish and of their posterity who approve their sayings. Like sheep, they all are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them. The upright shall have dominion over them in the morning, and their beauty shall be consumed in the grave, far from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Do not be afraid when one becomes rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dies, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lives, he blesses himself. For men will praise you when you do well for yourself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. A man who is in honor yet does not understand is like the beast that perishes. Amen. Psalm 79. O God, the nations that come into your inheritance, your holy temple, they have defiled. They have laid Jerusalem in heaps, the dead bodies of your servants. They have given us food to the birds of the heavens, the flesh of your saints to the beasts of the earth. Their blood they have shed like water all around Jerusalem, and there was not no one to bury them. We have become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn or derision to those who are around us. How long will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not know you and on the kingdoms that do not call on your name. For they had devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. Oh, do not remember former iniquities against us, let your tender mercies come speedily to meet us, for we have been brought very low. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name, and deliver us and provide atonement for our sins. For your name's sake, why should the nations say, Where is their God? Let there be known among the nations in our sight. The avenging of the blood of your servants which has been shed, let the groaning of the prisoners come before you. According to the greatness of your power, preserve those who are appointed to die. And return to our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom, their reproach which they have reproached you, O Lord. So we, your people, and the sheep of your pasture will give you thanks forever. We will show forth all your praise to all generations. Amen. Psalm 109. Do not keep silent, O God, of my praise, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful have opened against me.
They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They also surround me with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. In return for my love, they are my accusers. But I give myself to prayer. Thus they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Set a wicked man over him and let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him be found guilty. Let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless and his widow, wife a widow. Let his children continually beat vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread also from their desolated places. Let the creditor seize all that he has and let strangers plunder his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy to him, nor let there any be favor to, to his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off, and in the generation following, let their names be blotted out. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord, and let not the sins of his mother be blotted out. Let them be continually before the Lord, that he may cut off all memory of them from the earth, because he did not remember to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and the needy man that he might even slay the broken in heart, as he loved cursing, so let it come to him, as he did not delight in blessing, so let it be far from him, as he did not clothe himself with cursing as with his garment, so let it enter his body like water, and like oil into his bones, let it be to him like the garment which covers him, and for a belt with which he girds himself continually. Let this be the Lord's reward for my accuser. And to those who speak evil against my person. But you, O God, the Lord, deal with me with, for your name's sake. Because your mercy is good, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I am gone like a shadow when it lengthens, and I am shaken off like a locust. I need... My knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh is feeble from lack of fatness. I also have become a reproach to them. When they look at me, they shake their heads. Help me, O Lord, my God. Oh, save me according to your mercy, that they may know that this is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. Let them curse, but you bless. When they arise, let them be ashamed, but let your servant rejoice. Let my accusers be clothed with shame, and let them cover themselves with their own disgraces with a mantle. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes, I will praise him among the multitudes. For he shall stand in the right hand of the poor to save him from those who condemn him. Amen. 109 be 139. O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You can't comprehend my path and my living lying down. You're acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue to behold, Lord. You know it all together. You know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before, and you laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. 
Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the armor of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. At your right hand shall hold me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall befall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as the, as the day, and the, the darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts, you covered my, my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written. The days fashioned for me, when as they were, none of them. How precious also are the thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, you bloodthirsty men, for they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there's any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way of everlasting. Amen and amen.